Welcome to Who's Hollering. I'm Thomas, and I'm joined tonight by James. Hello. And Stacy Hacker, the uh, co-host of Weekly Buddy Time here on the Hoots Media Network. Hello. Hi, Stacy. Hi. Uh, let's see. I guess we're going to go straight over to James, who has his This for this That. This or that. That, that. Yeah, that. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, that's shit. Okay, go. <laughs> go, go, go. It's time to pick either this or that. Are you wait, ready? Wait, 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 wait. No. I was wondering... What do you provide your guests? Like, do I get free coffee or tea or nope. anything? Uh, no, nope. Well, okay. So I did send every guest gets a care package with um, oh. some. It's like like you know a liter of vodka, some uh, Godiva chocolates. Um, nice. What did you yeah, say? Yeah, it was Godiva it was, chocolates. It was delivered yesterday. Did did James not huh. give it to you or no? No, oh. he did not. There are a lot of pictures of his butt in here too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. and uh, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, and all these Go Diva chocolates as well. <laughs> it's like it's uh, the the Go Diva. See, they're not Godiva. No, no, this right? Is, these no, are that's, that's too expensive. <laughs> we're we're working on an East Tennessee budget, not a uh, Chicagoland budget. So it's <laughs> things are a little tight. Yeah, uh, the vodka is also homemade, and the label is a picture of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I miss that. It's uh, it's promotional material. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually, um, you should see the cork too. It's really weirdly <laughs> shaped. <laughs> really detailed? Yeah. This or that. Now are you ready for this or that? Yes. Good. Stacy, do you know how this works? Roughly. Okay, good. I'm going to give you two That's the sound of topics. a woman who hasn't heard our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I actually haven't, um... Found it don't on it, iTunes. Don't yet. admit. To, oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, Neither has anybody else. Oh no! <laughs> Mortal wound. All right, I'm going to give Sorry. you guys two topics, and you're both going to vote on which one you want to talk about. If there's a tie, I'll break it, and then we'll talk about that topic for a little bit, and then we could talk about sleepwalking uh, or whatever you want to talk about. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. So this week, our topics are a spoiler. Riffic discussion of Game of Thrones, <laughs> or we could talk about the new Vive VR headset. Oh, you hurt me, James. <laughs> when when is this episode going to come out? Tomorrow. Okay, I don't know that I want to do a spoilerific uh, discussion of Game of Thrones because then people will just turn off the podcast and then they won't listen to my part about sleepwalking. I know. So I'll talk so about gonna- the. New headset. Okay. Let me Google it real quick <laughs> to see Thomas, what's new about oh, it. What's, what's your vote, Thomas? Um, so if I, if I say the spoiler if a Game of Thrones thing, can you retroactively edit in you saying the timestamp to skip to <laughs> yes. in order to skip the spoilers? Because yep. I'm, I'm going to go with that then. Uh, You're going to go with Game of Thrones. All the way. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I feel like this is always going to come down to me and it makes me upset. <laughs> well... Um, I want to talk about the VR headset, so I'm going to go Shit. with Stacy on this one. <laughs> Good choice. Good I'm choice. gonna have to start another podcast just so I can talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> Maybe you can be on next week to talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay, could this be cheating a little bit? Can we actually just like play the outro music and then after that do an after dark just real quick on the app? <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe we'll do that after uh, after the uh, the podcast. Maybe we'll just just do a very quick uh, Game of Thrones hot take central. All right. Well, in that case, give it give us your take on that that headset, bud. All right, Stacy. So if you're not familiar, Vive. I mean, um, uh, Valve announced a, a new. Wait, who the fuck's Valve? Steam. 
the people for that the do listeners, Steam. James, for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we have a listener group. Uh, Valve is the, the company that put out Steam uh, and a couple of games like 10 years ago uh, called Steam Half-Life. is an online game store that uh, pioneered the whole idea that you could download games instead of going to Walmart and buying them on disc. I don't, right. I don't know yeah. how in-depth we need to get because these people are listening to a podcast on the internet. It was two seconds before you doubled it by complaining about it. But go on. <laughs> this is going so great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Valve put out a bu- has put out a bunch of games. They have the biggest uh, PC game store, and and they also have partnered with HTC to do the Vive, which is uh, one of the two most popular uh, VR headsets. Um, the Vive. I don't know if it's going away or if it's just going to continue its, you know, life the way it is. I think I think um I think Vive is probably going to be fine. But Valve is putting out an official kind of, you know, Valve Steam headset that apparently has better resolution and some very cool controllers, which I think we'll probably spend a couple minutes talking about. But just to um bring everybody up to speed, can you guys you guys are both, you know, you both played VR quite a bit. Can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about your favorite experiences in VR, and then we'll talk about what the new stuff can do potentially. Uh, Stacy, you go first on that because I'm, I'm okay. curious about yours. Okay, sure. Uh, well, my favorite by far is definitely that game. I hope you will die, or I expect you to die. That's what it is. And I just thought, even though it was one that you sit down, which I think is kind of lame if you're going to have a VR. Um, you know, like the whole point is that you can be up and moving around, but it felt really immersive and real like um every i think there was like five different levels and they all had different ways of making you sit in a chair so like one you're like a window cleaner so you're like stuck to the little thing that hoists you up along the side of the The elevator thing yeah um another one you're in like a small escape pod submarine um and then like another one you're sitting at a, a desk like a work desk kind of thing and um so oh and another one you're on a train and so it's just like really cool how they were able to give you all these options and do an entire game with you just sitting there and just like looking around and picking things out of from around you and i just thought it was really really cool oh that's fair um Whew. Uh, probably my two favorite experiences are um, Beat Saber. Yeah, I do love Beat Saber. It's it's basically a game where you have two lightsabers and blocks fly at you and you slice them kind of like it's Dance Dance Revolution, but you're a Sith. Um, it's like DDR meets Fruit Ninja. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good way to do it. And I mean, it's it's just colorful and immersive and a lot of fun. And it has no relation to real reality at all. Um, it's just It's just a cool thing to do. Um, my other one is probably super hot, which is a really cool game. It's got a very, 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 very like basic aesthetic. Everything is like simple and flat, but the conceit is that you have some kind of superpower, meaning that time only moves when you're physically moving and there's all these guys coming at you to try to kill you and you are throwing guns to deflect bullets and just like punching them in the head or uh, shooting them at a distance and trying to time everything and being able to like freeze in really awkward positions while you're trying to solve a puzzle because you have to move a certain way at a certain speed to get a thing to do another thing. Uh, I mean, I ended up like with some serious leg cramps just because you had to really kind of like get down into weird positions and try to like find your way through these strange kinetic puzzles. And experiences like that are just completely apart from anything you can get on a flat screen. 
I've also played a decent amount of like Fallout 4 and Skyrim in VR, and those things are really cool, uh, but they're very, they feel, <laughs> they feel a lot like flat games that were made into VR adaptations, and they just yeah. kind of sort of tease you as to what VR could be. And uh, probably the other one is, uh, James, you and I co-opt Arizona Sunshine, which is the most mm-hmm. generic-ass idea of just shooting zombies. In the lot. desert, though. In so the desert, in Arizona. And it had a little bit of humor, but it was really just like these really well-done guns and like these spooky environments and these great uh, scenarios. And uh, those were all a lot of fun. One thing that VR does particularly well, and I think a lot of games are focusing on this, is like uh, really working with guns. Basically, anytime you have a gun in these newer VR experiences, you're going to actually have to work the slide, um, put in a magazine exactly where it should go, that kind of thing. So a lot of these developers are are modeling guns the way that they should be, which is kind of cool. Um, and that actually leads into uh, one of the things that's really cool about the new headset is it comes with these controllers. So with the, the Vive and the Rift, which are the two big... Uh, headsets right now their controllers are pretty basic you've you basically just got wands in your hands that have a trigger on them that can sometimes do a thing but the new controllers these um, five knuckles controllers track all of your fingers uh, how they're moving so potentially that could make a big difference for gunplay or for the kind of games that i really like which are escape room games so when you're rifling through um, drawers and you're like picking up papers and you're you know, doing like intricate puzzles with your hands. Theoretically, with these new controllers, you'll be able to have uh, 10 sets of articulation uh, that you can kind of mess with, which will be really cool, I think. Yeah, and it's a nuts idea because when the way it is now um, works really well for the most part. Usually what ends up happening is you have a model of a hand and depending on what button you push, you know, you'll either like grip or you'll point a finger and you can use that to poke stuff or something like that. And um it still feels really cool, even with the way it is now, but it also still kind of feels like you've got, you know, those long uh, sticks with a clamp on the end. You, you squeeze it and the clamp closes. Oh, it's like a the little, little alligator like, things? The, yeah, the or like the, the reach <laughs> things on a high shelf thing you see at CVS. It's like those. <laughs> yeah. And now, even though it works well, it's still like clank, 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 clank. Um, the idea that you could have 10 points of articulation on your hands, not only just to like do something and trick with a gun, which is, you know, whatever. Um, but to be able to like play a poker game where you use your fingers to slide the cards off the table instead of or just, just kinda, like pick, swatting at it, just to pick one particular card using your two, your index and forefinger, for example, that would be cool. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Stacey, do you have any thoughts on, on what she would do with fingers in VR? <laughs> I definitely pick my nose. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we get the real reporting. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime one of the games allows you to point. Uh, the first thing I do is stick my finger up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, I do too. Because <laughs> there's that moment when you're co-oping in VR and you look at each other and you're both generic models, both hands that are going crazy, and you're like, "Look what I can do!" Funk, 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 funk. One of the, speaking of which, <laughs> one of the most uh, I don't know if I want to say unnerving or cool things that I've seen was the first time that you and I both did. Um, Arizona Sunshine together in VR where I could see your avatar, you could see my avatar, and your avatar obviously didn't look like you, but it was doing specifically Thomas maneuvers. Like, it, it was yeah. moving exactly how you do. And that yeah. just blew my freaking mind. Like, Yeah, when it's somebody you know, and like, you know, especially somebody who gesticulates a little bit, 
Yeah. You can definitely, you can probably imagine how my hands are doing right now because we've known each other for a decade. But you just like, you're looking at that and the model, like the hands are wrong, but they're still just moving. Right. <laughs> exactly the same mannerisms. And it's, it is a little, uh, it is a little weird. Stacy, have you seen those knuckles controllers that we're talking about? Um, yes. <laughs> that didn't sound very <laughs> she Googles right now. <laughs> no. Well, I was thinking, um, I do have an article open about it right now. So that oh, okay. I- Kind of, but um, I I don't. I, it wasn't these exactly, but I've we've watched some videos about. Yeah, I potential think we might have seen them. I think yeah. we might have seen some early prototype videos. Yeah, one of the cool yeah. things about this too is that the this controller kind of like um, attaches to your hand rather than you having to hold it, which uh. is also cool because it allows you to open your hands and yep. move around without actively holding on to something. So that's a that's kind of a big deal too. Yeah, I and you can kind of cool. grab it in order to do standard buttons to do yeah. anything else you would normally do. But because of the way a Velcro band wraps kind of around your palm, you let it go and it doesn't drop. It's just kind of strapped there. So I'm sure it feels kind of weird, but that allows you to actually use all your fingers. It'd be so cool. The um, the, there's there's something that I'm going to call. Well, no, I don't want to call it like the Nintendo effect. Because that would imply that they're releasing the same thing over and over again and charging for it. But maybe it's like the Wiimote effect when also maybe the 3DS screen effect where you have like a piece of really high-end niche hardware that is just totally like that doesn't translate to any other platform. And so developers look at that and say, yeah, we could build a really cool game mechanic around that. But then only the users of this niche system will be able to use it. So we're not going to. And so if I have a fear, it's that it's going to take a real long time yep. for anybody to do anything actually interesting with that. Because you have to take you know a lot of resources, a lot of dev time to make a cool game. And then you have to target the people who can afford $300 controllers, assuming they already have spent $800 on an older uh, VR headset before they can use the damn thing. That's nobody. That's like 40 yeah, people. Yeah, that's kind of scary too because... Uh, <laughs> While there are some really cool experiences out right now, I don't see it picking up pace very quickly. Like, there's not just a ton of awesome VR experiences on the horizon. You know what I mean? It's It seems yeah. to be one or two a year that are super cool, uh, a bunch of shovelware, and then all the high-end developers are still in the flat screen world. Yeah, and a lot so, of the... It's really disappointing because a lot of um, medium and high-end developers, like the guys who make No Man's Sky, uh, they're they're going to release an update that puts VR support around that. But it's still going to play like a flat game that had VR strapped onto it. And that's... Yeah. Yeah, that, that's just kind of the fear. And you saw it like if you if you track early Wii games, like, oh, my God, this thing that points at the screen will change the world and every game has to do this for everything. And then over the life cycle of the console, it was like, well, right. Why yeah, don't we just turn it sideways and use it as a controller? Yeah, why don't we just forget that shit? And yeah. The, you know, it's, <laughs> it just might take a while. Yeah. If they keep feeding me escape room games, though, I'm I'm in. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's really all I need. <laughs> and I guess yeah, that the is escape kind room of the, games are really cool. That is kind of the beauty of where we're at right now because you have a lot of resources, specifically with the, like the Unity uh, toolkit and the uh, game engine there, that would allow and does allow relatively small teams to do, you know, if they're talented, a lot with relatively, relatively few resources. But I think the thing that we're all waiting for in the VR space is for somebody 
to come along and throw like a Red Dead Redemption 2 style yeah. budget at a yes. VR first experience that you can just eat shit if you don't have any, a good HMD because that's what we're going to do. And it's going to be like a holodeck thing. There's going to be immersive AI and this whole thing is going to be built around the things you can only do in VR. And it's going to sell 40 copies. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, very selfishly, I want that company to go bankrupt making this one game for me. But <laughs> it's going to be a tough sell for a while. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to... Uh, there's a, actually a company working on one right now, which I can't remember the name of. But I'm looking forward to VR MMOs. I think those will be very cool. Um, just the idea of having you know, a huge world to run around in with a bunch of different things to do. Even yeah. if the graphics aren't quite there. I mean, that's that's like the dream for sure. Yeah, agreed. And actually, you know what we should do? We should do like a Hoot Holler and special report where we spend a few hours in VR chat or something. Just like you <laughs> oh, and I both cool. avoid situations like that where it's other humans. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, forcing ourselves to do it might be fun. We've got a um, a YouTube channel now, so we could do stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure we could Twitch it. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what we'll do. Uh, Stacy, anything else you want to you want to talk about with VR or should we move on to your um <laughs> into your other rea- other other reality, which is people chasing you at night while you're asleep. <laughs> Man- right, mankind's yeah. oldest virtual reality, the <laughs> That's right. I'm the OG of uh virtual reality. <laughs> Planeswalker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything so we can move on. Okay. If you'd like. All right, hit it. Oh, here's when we start. Okay. Yeah, so, what are you here for? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm here to talk about sleepwalking, which I have been doing for all of my life. And most of the time, people grow out of it. Sometimes kids will be sleepwalking, but they, they're they supposed to grow out of it. But I never did. Um, and it also seems to be progressively getting worse. Uh, when I was younger, I would... Of course, I didn't have anyone sleeping in the room with me. And so, um, you know, I don't know if I was getting up and doing things. But just... Very occasionally, I would walk out of my room. Uh, and my bedroom was across from my parents' bedroom. And so they would almost always catch me right before I went down the stairs. Like I'd be walking towards the stairs and my dad would come up, come out and say, you know, where are you doing, Stacy? And then I would say nothing and just go back to bed. One um, second, real quick. Um, this, I think, is actually kind of important to say. Uh, when When we were kids, you know, you hear a lot about like, don't let sleepwalkers go down the stairs or, you know, do things like that. <laughs> but obviously, uh, just from dealing with you a lot, you know exactly, you don't know exactly what you're doing, but your body knows exactly what it's doing. So I don't necessarily think going down the stairs is a dangerous thing for no. sleepwalkers, right? Right. In fact, I would say everything that you've heard about sleepwalkers is wrong. So they tell you don't wake them up or don't startle them because you could damn you could hurt them or don't let them go down. You know, they're a danger to themselves. Don't let them go downstairs. All of those things are wrong. I think, in fact, I am more agile when I am sleepwalking <laughs> for some reason. I am super fast. It's your inner ninja. Yeah. She just takes that knife right out of your, out of your hand. <laughs> And, and we live in like a tiny little apartment and I never bump into anything or do, you know, like I navigate the house just fine. Um, so in the yeah. pitch black, which you can't do when you're wide awake, by the exactly. way. Have you thought about like setting up a net of like visible green lasers to see if she steps <laughs> over and around them? <laughs> no, but yeah. I am thinking about setting up a net at this point. It's probably worth noting. Me uh, in the bed. Just not to interrupt too much, but it's worth noting yeah. that James and Stacy are married. So when she says oh, we live yeah. in, it's oh, gross. About, uh, it's <laughs> gross. Like, yeah. 
yeah. So, um, oh, shoot. I was going to say something about the uh, navigating the dark. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I'll come back to that. Anyway, so, um, oh, yes. I shouldn't say that people that sleepwalk are definitely not dangerous to themselves because I have heard of people jumping out of windows, uh, like being on the third floor and then jumping uh, out of a window. So I guess there's that potential, but uh, I think normal, normally they don't do stuff like that. <laughs> but anyway, so as I, when I was younger, I would do these uh, minor little instances, and but I never remembered anything. And now I'm getting to the stages where I can remember... I can almost always remember it, and I almost remember everything that happened. Um, but there was two instances when I was younger. One time, I this is just this can just give you some insight to the level of detail. Um, I apparently walked into my sister's bedroom carrying like all my sheets off of my bed, and went in there and asked her because I wanted to sleep with her, and she was like, "Yeah, you can sleep with me. Just go get your pillow." And I was like, "Okay, sure." And um, Apparently, I walked back in my room, made my bed back up so that perfectly in the morning, nobody even knew that I had taken my covers off except for my sister seeing me and then went back to bed. And I never went back into my sister's room. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so, like, that's just the level of detail that I can do when I'm sleepwalking, apparently. Um, and then the other thing, which I literally just realized that this was sleepwalking, um, like, today when I was thinking about coming on this podcast. Um, I remember one time when I was still living at home and I could have swore that I heard two guys talking and in my bedroom, it was right above the garage. And if you put your ear to the floor vent, you could hear if people were talking down in the garage. Like I used to listen to my parents talk, to, you know, or whatever. And so, um, I remember like, oh, what's that noise? Getting up, going over to the vent and listening and hearing two guys have a conversation about um, something like, well, did you get it? Yeah. Oh, you made a noise. We, we better go. Like, I thought it was two robbers um, down in our garage. And so I went in and I got my dad. Now, this is where I was like semi awake during this because I remember listening to the vent, but I also remember these people talking. So I go in and get my dad. And have him go to, he goes down, checks the garage. Nothing's been touched. You know, the garage doors are still closed. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing happened whatsoever. And up until today, I was like, no, I swear there were two people talking in our garage. But now, given the experiences that I've had lately, which I can get into that more, um, I think I, I think I was sleepwalking in this like weird half awake, half asleep sleepwalking episode. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting to hear you talk about, uh, your sleepwalking before now and then now, because it definitely does seem to be uh, different, but there's still the same thread of, there's always someone that's like, um, I don't know. There's always something that needs to be defended or you're trying to get away from someone or things like that. Uh, do you think that's common with all sleepwalkers or is that just you or what do you, what do you think that is? I think it is common with sleepwalkers because of what I mentioned where I heard people, um, that jump out of windows and stuff. I mean, I don't think if you were dreaming of puppies, I don't think you would jump out of a bedroom window, you know? So that being said though, um, so you, you sleepwalk, but you also talk in your sleep a lot and yeah. there have been times where you've, uh, there's been a whole like uh, a whole 
phase of your sleepwalking. They kind of go in eras or phases. <laughs> and <laughs> and one whole phase of sleepwalk, you would you would obviously not wake up, but you would just laugh in the middle of the night at weird stuff like <laughs> acting like you were just had heard a joke or you know something like that. So it's yeah. it's not always um danger. Mm-hmm. But it seems like with the movement is always uh, brought on by danger. So yeah. are you always dreaming when you sleepwalk? Yes. Huh. And um, do you dream when you're not sleepwalking? Yes. Are they similar? Um. So you typically... So the difference is... So when I sleepwalk, my eyes are open. So I can see... my My eyes are actually seeing the room... I'm not processing it in like a in a conscious way. way in a conscious way, but my 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 eyes are seeing it. So when I sleepwalk, when I dream and sleep sleepwalk, I am dreaming of being in our room or in our house. Or there might be some slight differences. Like one time, uh, James was playing that game. Was that No Man's Sky? Is it actually was it? No Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So James was playing a game called No Man's Sky, and when I was sleepwalking, he said, "What are you doing?" And I said. They're trying to trap us. See, look, there's their blueprint on the screen. And that was him playing No Man's Sky. And he was in a room where that was outlined in blue. Um, there was a so lot of blue I, on the screen and the, and the lights were off. So that made the room blue. But this was also, she was in the bedroom, which was next door. She with had, the door shut. She, with the door shut. She had gotten out of bed, opened the door and started to run out the, run out the outside door, which is when I started talking to her. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, but when I dream and don't sleepwalk, then it's like, I'm usually somewhere else, you know, like, you know, it's some, and you know how dreams can be really weird sometimes, like, oh, I was at the grocery store, but then suddenly I blinked and I was at a farm, you know, like, I don't sleepwalk during those types of weird dreams. Are but, the, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, but I will say that they can be similar sometimes in that I've had non-sleepwalking dreams where someone was chasing me or trying, you know, trying to kidnap me, but in the fun oh the funny I just realized talking this out the funny thing is in those dreams I was always running away but in when I sleepwalk I am almost always pursuing the attacker. <laughs> what uh, I'm whoa. getting braver in my old age. Okay, so you you have dreams where you're being pursued and that's usually when you're stationary. But then when you're sleepwalking, you're attacking the attackers. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I can only think of one time that I ran away because I was running away from the, and it was, <laughs> so uh, we lived, it was in our old house. It was two stories. And when the downstairs, there was a bathroom, a half bathroom in the middle. And so the kitchen and the living room, the dining room were all one big circle. And James, I had gone to bed before James. And so he was walking in the bedroom to come to bed and I sat up and I saw him, but I didn't actually see him. I actually saw like a big monster, like from like where the wild things are. Typical. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, which is another funny thing is I never see James, even though I can clearly see the bedroom, clearly see whatever else is around me. I never see James, which is really, I don't understand that. That's already somebody else or... Nobody? Um, well, usually I just don't see anybody. But in that case, he was transformed into a monster. Huh. Uh, but a friendly monster, like a nice a nice monster, oh, not yeah. a scary monster. You, but, you saw uh, his maybe, soul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe my brain is trying to protect him from, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, please continue that because if <laughs> I ever be wake up and you're like on top of me choking me to death, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably start sleeping in separate rooms with locked doors. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but anyway, so he came in. I saw a monster, a friendly monster, but a monster. And I actually like tried to sneakily tiptoe by him, like in the cartoonish fashion. <laughs> okay, let me let me just let me just break in here with my perspective. <laughs> I'm coming to bed. She is literally doing the cartoon crouched with her with her hands up. <laughs> you know, is she right raising her feet like a foot yes, off the floor, yes, then yes. pointed down. And- yeah. If yes. life if life had a soundtrack, it would be going ding 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 ding. <laughs> she's she's literally doing that. Yeah. So I tiptoe past him, and then I get out in the hallway, and then that's when I literally run as fast as I can down the stairs and around the circle that's the down you know kitchen dining room living room and then i run into the half bath and when i get into the half bath i shut the door and i turn on the light and that's when i wake up and so i'm like wait it, it was kind of disorienting because i'm like wait why am i in the bathroom and i was just standing there facing the light switch <laughs> with the door closed so that was really weird but that's what i mean like i am so much more agile i'm like a freaking ninja in my sleep so, uh, making sure people don't go down the stairs, maybe not necessarily the yeah. uh, the no-no that we used to think it was when we were kids. Right. I think, yeah. I I think also unless you that- dealt with one, the perception of a sleepwalker is they're basically a zombie. Like, they're walking around with their eyes closed, bumbling into things and stuff like that. But that's not what's happening at all. Is that true across the uh, board for sleepwalking or is it sort of like one of those uh, people experience it differently sort of situations? Uh, I don't really know. Stacey, you've you've actually done some research on the different kinds of sleepwalking. Do you want to get into that now or uh, is there um, a better time? Yeah, sure. So I um, I do think it's kind of that way across the board because everything that I have read now, I've never actually... Uh, talk to another sleepwalker to my degree. You know, I've talked to some people that's like, oh, he said something funny in his sleep last night or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, what? you know, ooh, you talk in your sleep. Uh, Big (laughs) Big whoop. (laughs) Yeah, big whoop. Um, But anyway, so, uh, but what I have heard is that, yeah, they have their eyes open. um, And so I'm pretty sure that they all can see kind of thing. Um, Because, so, and this is uh, something I recently looked into, but I haven't been tested for it yet, but it sounds really uh, similar to what I might have, but there's a sleeping disorder called RBD, and I need to. I don't. Well, James, do you care to look up what that stands for while I talk about it? Yeah, sure. Uh, and um, basically, what happens is um, when you're sleeping, your brain is supposed to paralyze your body, like when you go into REM sleep. Um, are yeah, I said that right. I'm always afraid I'm going to say it like the band. Yeah, you, you got it. The band. Okay, it's just <laughs> REM sleep behavior disorder. RBD. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. REM sleep yeah. behavior disorder. Yeah. So when you go into REM sleep, um, your your brain is supposed to paralyze your body. And the people that have this order, this disorder, um, their brain doesn't do that. And so that's why you end up acting out your um, dreams. But the only thing that's a little different is I think those people, it talked about like they'll swing their arms in bed and stuff like that. So like they may actually be dreaming like that they're playing baseball and so they may swing their arms and then start running, but they're actually still laying in bed. So Mm. it might not quite be what I have, but um, on the flip side of that, there's also a thing called sleep paralysis, which um, that's where, and I think this would be super scary. So I'm really glad I don't have this, but 
and then like it kind of goes hand in hand with the night terrors where you you wake up and your brain is still half awake half asleep so you're in this like transition phase where you kind of know you're waking up but you're still seeing some weird things and you'll see a, usually someone coming to get you or like a monster or a ghost i think typically and- um this kind of goes back to one of our earlier episodes this is where people see like they'll wake up but they can't move because there's yes. a an oppressive uh, force sitting I, on the chest. Yeah, I've yeah. I've experienced this and I'm getting chills just thinking about it. A lot yes. of people say and that. So- a lot of people think that like um, that's a ghost or like a you know an old hag sitting on their chest is a a night terror ghost and things like that. That's where you get a lot of yeah. those kinds of ghost stories. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is that <laughs> it. Um, you see this thing coming at you because you're still in your half awake, half sleep phase, but your body hasn't come out of that where your brain, where your brain paralyzed your body for REM sleep, your body hasn't come out of it yet. And so you literally are paralyzed, um, but it's your own brain doing it. And so, um, and I can tell you that, like James said, this is where people a lot of times think it's a ghost or something. And I can tell you 100% that I can totally understand how someone could think that that's a ghost or think that it's real um, because of just what I've experienced. I haven't experienced the, the um, paralysis, but just some of these things that I see, these people that I chase in the middle of the night. I mean, if James wasn't there, I would 100% think someone had been breaking into my house because it is so real. And when you wake up, you don't know at what point you were asleep and at what point you were awake. This is actually interesting too, because, um, and you probably are, are going to talk about this too, but a few years ago, you saw shadow people, right? So you would see yes. like the, sh- the shadow, you would see a dark figure with no discernible, um, yeah, no discernible things about it. But now aren't you seeing like regular people too, like normal looking people? Well, so it's kind of, okay. So when I, I was taking Zyrtec for a while um, and I think that might've had something to do with it. I'm not, positive because obviously i have a history of sleepwalking anyway but during this period when i was taking zyrtec i started seeing these people and i think they might have started as uh just dark figures but then they they were literally people like clear as day i mean i could i if a policeman asked me to give him a police report like i could describe him perfectly like it was it was most almost always like um, some guy with a shaved head and he was covered in tattoos and he would come at me and he would get so close to me that he would be like an inch or two from my face. Then he was coming to get me. Um, and those were the scariest because I don't know, like, I don't know. That's where I was saying. Like, I guess I, at one point I was running from thing or not running, but when I don't sleepwalk, I'm, I'm being pursued. Um, and so I would, I couldn't tell that it was fake. My brain, I, I don't know. I just, I couldn't tell. But um, now since I've stopped taking Zyrtec, those went away. Um, I do still see people, but they're not quite so real. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And, and I might still see a person. Like I may be like, yeah, this girl came in, she had curly hair or whatever. Um, but it isn't so clear. I just can't, I don't know if I'm explaining it well enough, but the guy that I saw was so perfectly clear that it was literally like a person standing from me, not just like this dreamy kind of blurry figure that kind of has details, but you can't quite pinpoint them kind of thing. Um, and that's kind of what they are now and what they are usually, I would say. Just as an aside and not to make light of the this, this situation or anything like that, but it, it would be a kind of a cool 
um, writing prompt to yeah. <clears throat> to to go with the thought that this is some kind of parallel universe that you're glimpsing while you're sleeping or something like that. Ooh. I think that would I th- yeah. that would be a pretty a little neat. Bit. Yeah, that would be yeah. a kind of a neat movie or or book plot or something like that. Yeah, because well, one of the ones that I just um, one of the ones I had I think like last week or so uh, was someone was in our bedroom and they stole I think it was like my jewelry box or something out of my jewelry box and then they ran away and they ran into our <laughs> armoire and so I literally jumped out of bed ran over to the armoire and slung it open okay stop and <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do this one from two different perspectives so, smash cut <laughs> would yes. you want me <laughs> no, okay, smash cut. This is uh so Stacy in in her mind, in her sleeping mind, someone has stolen the um the jewelry box, run into the armoire, and gone into Narnia or something like that. <laughs> well, I don't my, know that at this point. <laughs> in, yeah, my mind, in there, man. Sta- mm-hmm. <laughs> in my mind, Stacy's dead asleep, not making a sound, except she, she all of a sudden goes, Oh shit! Throws mm-hmm. the covers as far as she can get bolts up out of bed and runs head first into the armoire <laughs> and then throws it open and then right. Stacey I'll let you continue uh in the rest of it from here but okay uh, so that, yeah that one's the first time she's ever actually run into something but I I think it was because in her mind the door's open and it's right. going to Narnia it's not like it's yeah it's not like it's closed like it normally right is. and so I literally <laughs> ran as fast as I could to the armoire which is I don't know, three, feet four away. feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's a diagonal. It's at the foot of the bed and just up against the wall. So yeah, it's like three feet away. And I ran as fast as I could into <laughs> it, slammed it open, and then just started pulling the clothes out. But what was funny was that at this point, obviously, I woke James up. And so he's like, what are you doing? And so then I turned to him. And this is when my brain is kind of starting. Anytime you ask me a question... If I have, that's the best way I told James, that's the best way to wake me up is to ask me a question because when I have to try to make sense of something, my brain starts firing and it starts coming back on. And so he asked me what I was doing. And so I'm just staring at him, but I'm, <laughs> but because I'm still trying to process, I'm still pulling the clothes out of the closet and just dropping them on the floor. She, all right. Smash cut again. Here's what, <laughs> so she runs into the armoire, throws open the door, starts, um, again, just like a cartoon, starts throwing clothes out of it. <clears throat> I ask her what she's doing. She turns slowly to stare at me, pulls out a, a thing, uh, just something on the hanger, looks, holds it up to her face, looks at me, and drops it with this exaggerated <laughs> mo- movement of her hand. <laughs> just pull it out and then drops it like open-handed just <laughs> like, like what are you gonna drop. do about it <laughs> yeah exactly jesus christ um, yeah so i want to um i think this is a good time to talk about the very first i think it was the very first time that i ever did sleepwalking around james and i don't think i had talked about it or if i did no you had like, not thank okay. you very much <laughs> <laughs> this is a great way to bring me into the relationship by the way yeah, so or I thought even if I had, you probably assumed it was like, like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, that I was zombie-like, I would just be kind of stumbling, have my eyes closed, no big thing, right? Yeah, or when people talk, you know, sometimes people talk in their sleep and it's mumbling. It's yeah. and you can't understand yeah. what they're saying or like, you know, stuff like that. Mm-mm. Yeah, nope. Nope. So <laughs> I, uh, I had gone to sleep over at James's house scandalous but um and so we were laying there middle of the night and we were facing each other 
And all of a sudden, I sit up, and James's back is to the door, obviously, because he's facing me. And I sit up, and I say, here he comes. Wait, he's coming pointing. to get you. She's, she's yeah, doing pointing. a little finger point, like, as if you would a, hey, look at that dog. Not yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here he comes. He's coming to get you. He's going to get you. And um, the funny thing is, I remember what I was dreaming about. And at the time, we were playing the um, original. It wasn't Hearthstone at the time. It was, it was the World of Warcraft uh, World of Warcraft card. trading card game. Yeah, yeah. And oh, so, damn. Yeah. And we had been playing that earlier in the day. And there's this card that's like this giant ice monster guy. And he's like... I don't. I think you have to put him down, and then you have to play a couple turns before he actually comes out, or something like that. Um, or maybe just because I had to build up to play him, like I was like, "Hey, I'm going to come. This, I'm going to play my, my ice monsters coming to get you, or whatever." But that's what I was dreaming about. So totally innocent, no big thing. But, <laughs> yeah, except yeah. for when you've got your your back to the door, and your new girlfriend at the time is is saying that some monster is coming to get you, or something. Yeah. That's that's yeah, fun. no big deal. That's fun. For, for some reason, James decided to stick with me, so I don't know why, but... Well, James was, like, pulling some kind of bullshit EM reader or something out of his cargo pockets, <laughs> being like, where is it? Give it! <laughs> Come to daddy, ghosty boy! That's right. Finally evidence! <laughs> Where's the cold spots? <laughs> oh, yep. shit. Um, so, uh, are we at a point where I can ask kind of a question? Mm-hmm. No, like you, you, you may not you talk. Go no, <laughs> um, no, that's because the uh, so when I was in like middle school, I became enamored with the idea of lucid dreaming because mm-hmm. I have never been somebody that can dream. Like I'll, I'll dream occasionally, but it's very rare for mm-hmm. me to actually have and remember a dream. That's <clears> actually <throat> really interesting. I I um I'm like that too. I didn't realize that we were yeah. uh yeah. But Do I you instantly up... fall asleep, Thomas, when oh, you go yeah. to bed? Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. It's very, it's pretty rare to not for me to not go to sleep when I lay down. So it's James too. So I wonder if that has something to do with it. Do you instantly yeah, wake up? Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm capable of it. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, back in middle school, I found like the alt dot lucid dreaming dot whatever news groups. Yeah. And there was like all these tips for like you know you eat a banana or like uh, check clocks to try to figure out if you're in a dream. You know, uh, supposing the idea being that, like, you're always dreaming, you might not remember it, but you can try to take control of those dreams. And I thought that was really cool. And I tried for, like, a year to induce and have lucid dreams. And I just, just could never get there. Out of curiosity, what's the idea behind checking clocks? Is it that so, you won't know what time it is? or Well, it, uh, part of the issue with dream state is that um, the parts of your brain that are responsible for processing language, like reading, are fucked up. And so, like, if you look at something, you might be able to read a label once, maybe, but you're not really reading it. You're just sort of thinking you read it. You're visualizing it. Well, kind of. But, like, if you look at a book cover and it's one thing and then you look away and you look back and it's another thing, then that's an indication that you're just, like, spontaneously, like, generating crap. And then you might think, oh, that's not even, like, really words or something. Like, it kind of varies. Um, Same thing with clocks. Clocks are completely inconsistent moment to moment in dreams. When you were really into this, would you go around during the day, like during your waking yes. hours, just checking stuff just to make sure you weren't dreaming? 
Oh yeah, like you know the the clocks at school. I was I've worn a wristwatch like forever, so you know I was always like I was always doing. And they're called reality checks. Uh, seriously, it's wow. Like part okay. of the you develop routines and you try to do stuff. And I I achieved lucid dreaming a handful of times, but it was always like, oh my god, I'm a god. Okay, I'm awake. Shit. Um, <laughs> it was just like just like sand through your fingers. It's just not something I could hold on to. Um, but I do remember one time I was also experimenting. I was trying to get into um, a lucid dream. And I didn't, but I found myself in sleep paralysis. And so I was just kind of like, the way it started was I started feeling like I was having an out-of-body experience. I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I became increasingly aware that I couldn't move. And I didn't have like the image of anything physically pushing me down. But there was like a uh, a primal terror that there was like a shadowy witch-like figure. Oh yeah, just at the edge of my vision that I couldn't quite make out. And um, many years later, I would say that it felt like there was a witch from Left for Dead, which is you know, <laughs> like a lanky, Ooh. scrawny, just like shadowy in this case, you know, thing that weeps and just like off in the corner, just there being an oppressive presence. And like thinking about it now gives me chills. Yeah, that's terrifying. And yeah. like the kicker was that I had read about uh, this phenomenon sleep paral- in paralysis, sleep paralysis, <clears throat> Jeez. where a disproportionate number of people report feeling like they are being either directly pressed on by something like a witch, like a Left 4 Dead style witch, like some kind of feminine witchy shadow monster thing. And like as soon as I read that, I was like, well, shit, like I'm, I'm very secular. I know that that's now in my brain. So when this happens to me. I'm going to see that. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah. yeah. I um, wonder if there's, um, if there's ever been a study of what other cultures see, like, is that a, something that happens to everybody, no matter where they live, or is it something that changes, uh, based on who you ask, what yeah, kind of culture be, they grew be super up with? Cool. And it'd also be, that's one of the things for like, I wish that you could get like psychological DNA out of people so that like, you know, you see, uh, a witch because it's a perversion of like your mother who you right. find a more comforting parent and yada, 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 or whatever. Right. Or s- things that you saw when you grew <clears throat> up or like your religious background, stuff like that. Right. Right. Um, but I think that that kind of leads into my real question to Stacy is like, mm-hmm. what have you done or have you done any <laughs> experimentation to see if you can like impact this thing that's happening to you? Cause it sounds like it's been happening cons- consistently forever. Have you tried to yeah. fuck with it? Um, I'm not sure. Well, what do you mean? Like I have, I mean, that's, so you wanted to, yeah, interact with it, but I feel like I already do since I like literally interact with it. Um, I've tried to control it, like stop it. And I haven't found anything that works yet. Do you want me to talk about the different? Yeah. Like if you tried, tried like eating more bananas, less bananas, melatonin, like just, you know, whatever yeah. you tried to alter the way that you have been dreamwalking, sleepwalking. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, um, well, I did do a sleep study. Um, and, but the problem was, I think that, well, of course nothing happened that night, of course. Um, but, but you know what? It's actually really hard to sleep during those because of all the wires and everything, which I think is really dumb. Why haven't they developed a better way to do a sleep study? Uh, (laughs) because they stuck like seriously, like 15 wires on my head yeah. and I wasn't allowed to like sleep a certain way because I might pull them out <laughs> or you know and, I, and then I had like a chest strap on and then you have all these stuff on your hands and it's just like you can't move so how am I supposed to sleep through that they but expect anyway. you to replicate your normal sleeping experience while you're yeah. you're <laughs> dressed up like a freaking matrix person yeah, yeah. that's all a modern it's, medicine <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 
So and then they're like, oh, there's happen. nothing wrong. Or if you snore once, they're like, oh, you've got sleep apnea. Here's a mask. It's like, yeah, no wonder yeah. you feel shitty. You didn't sleep that entire night. You were in the cube strapped <laughs> right. down to the laser table. What's exactly. wrong with you? <laughs> right. Um, so they did. And I do think just because of, like James mentions, they want to throw the CPAP machines at everybody. Um, <laughs> they were focusing on my breathing and I didn't really have a problem. They said, you know, like I might've snored a little, but not enough to even give me a machine. Um, and so that was kind of a bust. Um, but that was, you know, now later I'm reading about that R RBD, um, is that what it's called? Yeah. Behavior, yeah RBD. Right? RBD disorder. Yeah. Um, which is a totally different thing where some of the connections in your brain aren't quite wired correctly. And so I think they would probably have to look differently for that. Um, but, okay, so sleep study, did one, didn't work, considering doing another one. But from the sleep study, and also I've kind of confirmed this on the internet, basically the only treatments for kind of sleepwalking disorders, um, some people can try to do melatonin or it's like clonopin, which is like a serious, hardcore, like a, I think it's a drug more for like seizures or, um, and I think it's a benzo drug. Um, and so it's like, it sedates you and um, kind of messes with your the chemistry and stuff like that. So I've been trying to find something that wasn't that. Um, I tried a little bit of melatonin. When I took a full one, first let me say I'm very sensitive to medications in general. Um, and so I took a full melatonin that was only a three milligram, which I think is the lowest dose that you can buy. And it d- did completely knock me out. But I woke up the next day with a terrible headache. Um and so then the next day I took a half of one and that seemed to do a little better. Um, but with almost everything, I usually have a good experience for a week and then it, the sleepwalking comes back. So other things I've tried is a white noise machine because sometimes they say like the reason why you get disturbed is because you'll hear something like even if it's a dog barking outside or a car going by. Um, and so people, some people suggest a white noise machine to kind of block out any kind of um, sudden noises that could stir you. Um, and so I've tried that and that worked for like a week or two and then stopped. Um, you've tried, tried caffeine, no caffeine. Yeah, I've done no caffeine. Um, and I don't even drink a lot of caffeine anyway. I drink one cup of coffee in the morning. Um, and that's it. I don't and know if this is related, but, uh, you do have a very severe reaction to caffeine. So I do, I don't know if it's severe. Yeah. yeah. So if she has two cups of coffee, um, Clear the fucking room because <laughs> it's it's gonna be like a bouncy ball that uh, the Hulk threw or something. <laughs> yeah, and one day a couple weekends ago, um, I had two cups of coffee, but the second cup was a cold brew, and so I drank it really fast, and I got nauseous and I started tingling all over, like my skin was tingling. Dang. So yeah, I can't I can't do more than one cup of coffee. <laughs> um, but anyway, so and then I've also tried I. Well, and I only tried it two nights, so I probably should give this one a little more of a try, but uh, some people say magnesium can kind of help. Um, so I've, I'm still trying that one, but I guess if if not, I can go back, do another sleep study, and then maybe try the clonopin. But um, I think um, Thomas might also have been asking about your, uh, have you tried physically, or not physically, but have you tried mentally reacting uh, to these things. So like, I, I have never asked you this either. Have you ever tried, um, acting differently during these episodes? Like, is there, is there any point where you could say, um, 
I'm chasing someone, so let me act differently than I normally would, or like kind of take control of the situation, or is that not yeah. even a, a, available to you at that point? So, kind of, because what has happened, usually what happens, the way it kind of works out, is I see thing, and I immediately react. And then, once I immediately react, I can kind of be like, oh, wait, nope, this isn't right. What am I doing? Nope, nope, I'm sleepwalking. Um, and so, then I can kind of talk myself out of it. In fact, I kind of did that at the hotel this past weekend, Um when I jumped up and I grabbed the phone, oh yeah, and I, I had already, <laughs> I had already grabbed the, I jerked the cable out of it, but then I realized I was like, wait, what am I doing? This is a phone, <laughs> like stop, you know, like. Um, I'm and there's not, been, and this is this is why I don't like try and physically interact with her when she's doing these yeah, things because she, yeah. she literally had jumped out of bed and grabbed the hotel phone, which are significant pieces of. Technology. Yeah, those are big boys. <laughs> and yeah. I could just imagine she's got something t with which to blunt force trauma me to the head <laughs> at this point. So, so like you're just, I just uh, curled up in the corner. No, I just stayed in there and I was like, "Hey, you have a, you have yeah. the phone. What are you what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think a week or two ago, I had started to walk out of our bedroom, and I realized I was kind of like, "Wait, nope, this isn't right." Um, and I don't think you had said anything to me at that point, um, or you started to, and by the time you did, I had already kind of realized what I was doing. And I was like, well, might as well pee while I'm up, but <laughs> you know, a lot like, of times, yeah, I think a lot of times it may be triggered by you needing to pee in the middle of the night. Um, because that's like the next thing you do once you realize that you're sleepwalking. Yeah. Yeah. But you said I did something last night, right? And I didn't, I didn't need to pee last night. Yeah. Last night was a, an easy one. You just sat up and, oh. and messed around with stuff on the nightstand and then came back to her. Oh, okay. <laughs> laid back down. <laughs> yeah. She's thrown dogs. We have a, a, a little dog that sleeps <laughs> next to us. He usually sleeps between us. Uh, so one time she basically threw him clear off the side of the bed. <laughs> uh, one of the, for our listeners, one of the things that's funny about that sentiment is that they, they have a little dog, but they also have like a 700 pound uh, bear of a dog that lives with them. And so my mental image was of Stacy just like deadlifting <laughs> this. I mean, what is Argus? Like 150 pounds? He's huge. He's, he's, he's only 100, 100 pounds yeah. now. He's down okay. to his felt 100 pounds. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> and this is like huff, chucking it <laughs> through a wall or something. He'd go through that shit like Kool Aid Man. Yeah. Uh, I could imagine his face. It would be hilarious. <laughs> no. So th this kind of doubles back to a question I asked earlier. But like, what percentage of your dreams that you recall would you say are pursuing slash being pursued? Is it like are your dreams always that way, or are most of them different? Um, I would say okay. So. And I, hmm. So lately, I haven't. I do. I'm used to. I would remember almost every night. I would remember whatever I dreamed. Um, lately, I have not been remembering my non-active dreams. Um, so right now, I would say all of my dreams are me chasing someone, basically. Um, but that's not necessarily always the case. But I will say that my um, sleepwalking gets worse when I am stressed. Uh, and so it's definitely 100% I will say that it is stress-related. Um, and so maybe when I'm more stressed out, it's causing these 
episodes, which then just makes me have those dreams. But then when I'm not stressed, maybe I have normal dreams. But Do you feel like you get good quality sleep or does this like kind of wreck it? So I've never, I've, I've never thought that I was a morning person. I thought that that's just in my DNA. I'm just not a morning person. And, um, but I didn't realize it's probably because and, uh, until I talked to this, one of the girls I used to work with, she used to take clonopin, uh for anxiety. Um, she had severe anxiety where even if she got happy, she would just like suddenly throw up. Like her parents, when she was little, her parents would be like, we're going to take you to Disneyland. And then she was like, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, like um, that was just her reaction to everything. So she took it for anxiety purposes. And when I talked to her, I kind of realized, oh, I probably wake up exhausted every day because I'm not getting deep sleep. And that's also why I can sleep nine, 10 hours without even thinking about it. Like, obviously you've heard me and Devin talk all the time. And we've talked about this numerous times on the podcast where I'm like, yeah, 12 hours. Heck yeah. I can sleep 12 hours, you know? And she's like, what? Don't your kidneys shut down? Um, yeah. And I think it's because I don't get deep sleep. So my body's just constantly trying to make up for that. But, um, one of the nights that I took the melatonin, so what the way melatonin is supposed to work is you're supposed to take it before you go to bed, like 30 minutes before, and you you have it, it, ma- it makes you sleepy, and then you go to bed. Um, so the problem with melatonin is it's not actually, melatonin doesn't actually keep you asleep, it only helps you fall asleep. Um, and I have no problems uh, getting sleepy. I, I'm sleepy right now. I'm ready to go to bed at any moment. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) so that wasn't really my problem. So I had the idea. I was like, okay, so what if, if I don't need help falling asleep, what if I take melatonin immediately when I go to bed so that it will hopefully sedate me when I start to fall asleep, it'll kind of sedate me and keep me asleep, help me stay asleep. So I did that one night and I woke up the next morning and felt amazing. Like I was, and I didn't have an episode that night. And, um, I just woke up and I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is like, I woke up before my alarm went off. (laughs) Birds were singing. Yeah, (laughs) it was, it was glorious. Uh, but the problem is again, I feel like my body freaking adapts to everything. Um, because then I tried it again and it didn't work. And then like I started having episodes again, even though I was taking the melatonin. So it's like, gosh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. My my body's too smart for me. But yes, to answer your question, I don't think I'm getting good sleep. I really want you to do... Um, it really sucks to sleep with your Apple Watch on. It's uncomfortable. But I would really like for you to do that just to see if it could measure your deep sleep and your you know wakeful sleep. Yeah. Uh, just to see your patterns. Because mine is like almost all deep sleep with uh you know 20 minute occasions back up into the uh, unrestful sleep uh mm-hmm. and then of course when when you get up and and try and murder something uh you see <laughs> you see the red of the awake portion but yeah. uh i would like to see it would be an interesting thing to do to to compare the two of our um sleep patterns just to yeah. see what what it would look like so uh, i want yeah. you to do that at at some point and okay, yeah, the, the interesting thing about uh, this interview, as opposed to the ones we've had before, is I feel like for some reason, Stacy's sleep is something I feel like she hasn't hacked enough. And so I immediately <laughs> need to go like, uh, you know, white man fix it kind of thing. Be like, <laughs> look, Stacy, here's what you need to do. So you got to wire the Apple Watch all night and you got to get established baselines of those metrics. Now, those metrics might not be right, but they'll give you a baseline set of readings. <laughs> 
and then you start with a one milligram melatonin dose and actually stagger that. I think I'm just going to fade Thomas out on the edit. <laughs> and, you know, and so like my, my trade is a technical operation. So I do a lot of measuring things in my day job. And also I've been a type one diabetic since I'm 13. So a lot of my personality has been for you know 20 years geared around the idea that I have to measure what my body's doing and respond to it. And yeah. so I just think that's an interesting difference in our personality, especially knowing you personally like I do, is you're very like take charge and do specifics on lots of things and almost everything. Yeah. But yeah. like, you know, it's like this is my domain. I'm like, yeah, your body's just like this meat sack and you can hack it and get it to do whatever you want to. You just have to measure it and approach <laughs> it the right way. So, <laughs> Hey, I am open to any crazy plan that you want to come up with. I will I will do whatever you say if you can fix me without making me take uh, Klonopin. Also, listeners, okay. if we have any listeners that have uh, ideas on, I mean, even yeah. if it's stuff like, you know, there's ghosts chasing you and I need to come exercise the ghosts that are, yeah. <laughs> that are in your life. Let us hear it. Yeah. Are you going to give me the old Richard Simmons treatment? I would actually be interested in doing like a, a hypnotist or something kind of thing to see if that helps because i think it is mental i think whatever is happening i mean yeah is, obviously it's it's, it's yeah, uh, yeah stress related so there's, there's yeah. definitely a mental component there yeah yeah i'm a what actually what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna stick links in the show notes to one the lucid dreaming subreddit which has a really interesting uh sleep related fact that goes over a lot of different stuff oh that's cool and there's also an engineer that i followed for a long time named steve gibson and he's an old guy now, and he spent uh, months and months and months hacking his own sleep to get into and stay into REM sleep more readily. And he did it with just some like uh, specific doses of melatonin and a couple of other things. And so I'm going to put that link in the show notes for anybody curious. Oh, I think I remember that site because doesn't it look really ugly? Yes. In, like, oh, yeah. This you, guy, you this guy stopped like, this doing real. design in like 2002. <laughs> yeah. but, it was a web um, 0.5 at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you, if you actually go through and read the whole thing, it like talks about his process and like how he approached it. And I think it's pretty solid. If I had... When I get to the point in my age where I start having trouble sleep, this will be the first thing that I actually go to. Yeah. He's never steered me wrong on stuff. Um, but yeah. I'll put those in the show notes just for anybody interested in what I think. <laughs> also for the show <laughs> notes, we did, um, for a little while, we did a, uh, a website because I, I thought it was funny. The stuff that she, before she really started getting um, active. as active slash quasi-violent as she is now <laughs> we did a site called sleepy wife talks um which i'll try and trudge up uh if i can for the show notes as well it actually had wow. recordings of some of the some of the stuff that she would say it, yeah this whole thing great. started with um sleep talking it was it was sleep talking just about every night and sometimes yeah, i it would was cuss in my sleep yeah yeah <laughs> which i don't cuss Stacey, in person stacy doesn't swear at all in person but it, when she's asleep it's like a sailor <laughs> so what I, I think actually i think i've i think i've i think i've cracked it what you're doing in the sleepwalking episodes is what you won't allow your oppressed waking self to do so i think you need to quit your job and become a beat cop so that you can <laughs> chase perps down because obviously they're stealing shit and you need to stop them that's true i think so well see and also in real life i'm a pretty scrappy person like i'm like like i'm ready to fight at any time any moment, you know, like, I, I mean, I haven't got into a bunch of fights or anything like that. I mean, I did when I was younger, <laughs> but not now. And uh, and so, like, I think that that's part of why, like, all of a sudden I'm, like, chasing these people or getting back my stuff, you know, because, like, we moved to Chicago. And so I've had these thoughts, like, if somebody were to walk by me and snatch my purse, like, what would I do? And I'd be like, yeah, I'd chase after them, you know? And so, <laughs> like... 
that's probably why I've started all these crazy dreams is because I'm trying to plan out what I would do in Chicago if something happened. Oh, man. I like the idea of uh, Stacy chasing down a mugger for like the certs and reading glasses <laughs> and like four credit cards Lip in there. Because I mean, nobody cares cash. I mean, who cares? Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Also, and also I always, when I think about it, I always like just smile because I'm like, they don't know that I'm an endurance runner. You know, like, <laughs> sure, they'll get ahead of me for a while go. with their sprinting. I'll but catch I'll up catch to you up. in an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You better not exactly. stop. <laughs> Stacy's the Jason yeah. Voorhees of, uh, of <laughs> criminal catching. <laughs> she walks, but damn, she could walk forever. That makes That's me think right. That, that That's scene right. in The Simpsons where uh, Principal Skinner's chasing after Bart, and Bart crosses the river and sees Skinner <laughs> on the other side, and he just stares, unbroken eye contact, and walks into yeah. the river, <laughs> yes. and then back out the other side <laughs> yep. of the bank. It's like, <laughs> just a purse, lady. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'll give you back your lip balm. Leave me alone. <laughs> It's Bert's Bees. I'm keeping that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, yep. was there anything else that you wanted to to go over? I think you pretty much hit all the, the big notes. Is there anything you wanted to talk about that you hadn't? Um, no. Yeah, I think I covered everything. Um, yeah. Okay. That's it. We'll write awesome. it about an hour. So I think that's a good time to call it. So um, if there's any listeners out there that, that haven't heard these stories uh, plenty of times, let us know. Uh, let us know if you've got any ideas on how to fix Stacy's uh, sleepwalking <laughs> issues. And uh, Please do. the crazier, the better. So <laughs> give them to us. Let us let us happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, just so that everyone knows, we are thirsty for guests uh, yep. and topics. So anybody who wants to come on and entertain us or uh, you know, talk about in- interesting stuff, uh, please. And Hit us up. As you can see from our topics, uh, we're, I mean, it's, it's been a wide variety. Um, yeah. So- Stacey, turn away from the mic. Our, our standards are so low. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll take not, anybody. That's not necessarily it. I, I just really like hearing um, <laughs> the things that interest people that don't necessarily, I mean, sleepwalking is interesting, I think, probably to everybody because you've got the, that's true. the funny stories, you've got the weird brain science, you've got stuff like that. Um, but we have niche topics too. So if there's anything that you're interested in um, that maybe you don't think is interesting enough to talk about, I guarantee you it is to someone. So let us. Oh, yeah, let and us especially hear. to us. Um, I think that one of the things I was reflecting on earlier is um, one of the differences between uh, Devin and Stacy and me and James is Devin and Stacy will go to a bar and drink all night, and they'll like sit at their table and have wine together and like talk to each other. Me and James kind of hate each other, so we'll drink all night. But we'll like basically talk to everybody else around us too. And so <laughs> even if like, like James said, we are probably actually legitimately interested in whatever people want to talk about. And I, you know, it's my opinion that that interest combined with somebody caring about something usually ends up producing something that's worth listening to. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's, uh, that's it for sleepwalking. Uh, Stacy, thanks for hollering at us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, and I guess the main thing you wanted us to pimp was Weekly Buddy Time. You can find that over at Hootstop Media. Yep. We can put a link in the notes. And uh, did you start that food blog yet, or should we plug that next time? <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead. I have up some posts, so yeah, we, we can go ahead. Well, it's just stacyhacker.com. Oh, stacyhacker.com. Yeah. Easy enough. Easy enough. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, Bye. thanks. Bye.
Uh, okay, Game of Thrones spoilers thread. Who wants to start? <laughs> Game of Thrones spoilers. Spoiler talk. Spoilers. Who's hollering after dark? <laughs> after show. This is a cheat because this or that is supposed to be this or that. Not this and that, Thomas. This well, better come okay, in look, hot. You fucked up by making us choose between a super topical thing everybody wants to talk about and VR headsets. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, um, I know. Uh, what'd you guys think? Uh, initial impressions, good, bad, indifferent. Um, my initial impressions were large, mostly okay, mostly good. Um, I'm fine with how everything happened. I think the pacing was a little weird. I was really stuck up on, uh, I mean, this is just getting straight into spoilers. So if you haven't seen Game of Thrones and you care about spoilers, stop listening. We're not going to say anything that's interesting after this if you haven't seen this. But my initial impressions were that um, I had a really hard time figuring out how Arya just magicked out of nowhere. I know she's like super silent, great assassin, stuff like that. But there was a wall of dead people between uh, her and the Night King. So my my initial impressions were just like, now how'd she do that? What's What's going on here? I really wanted... What I wanted to happen was the Night King had his two cronies that we've seen a couple times behind him. I wanted one of them to give a little smile or something and knife him in the back. And then uh, you see yeah. everybody crumbles. You see that it's Arya. She's the master assassin. That's really what I wanted to happen. But instead it was like a, she's a silent person. Yeah. Uh, and we really hadn't seen her do any face changing for a while. So that's that's really what I wanted. And I was a little bit let down by that. But other than that, I thought it was okay. The uh, About that specifically, the, the opinion I have about it is they telegraphed really hard the two moves that Arya was going to make there. Um, you know, a few episodes prior, she pulled the same knife move on Brienne while they were training, which really impressed her. And you're like, wow, that's cool. Uh, and was it the episode right before where she snuck up on Jon Snow while he was standing in that same spot? And so, I mean, there was technically precedent that's a good for point. her being able to just about that. poof. But that said, um, probably the biggest issue I have with the episode was uh, I listened to a podcast called Friendly Fire, and it's a couple of like cinematographer nerds and John Roderick of The Long Winters talking about war movies and reviewing them. And one of the things they talk about in battles is um, like how a movie represents the flow of a battle and where everybody is. And this episode was... It was full of bad strategy, but it was also just horrible at telegraphing what was going on or sending what was going on. And I guess we should yeah. say this is season eight, episode three, Game of Thrones. Um, we're recording this as as that airs. And I mean, there's right. this whole it's surrounded. The Winterfell surrounded by like it's the sea of undead. But instead of just everything being overrun rapidly, things are just kind of trickling in here and there. Uh, I also had a little bit of an issue with. Um, every time they would show a main character, they would show them getting overrun, but not actually dying. And then yes. you would come back to them in 10 minutes and they were okay. Like they were still fighting off enemies, like especially Sam. You saw Sam <sighs> get Sam. overrun, literally like jumped on by zombies three times. And at the end, you still see him just laying there crying. Why is he not dead? Yeah, I mean, Dolor like, said I, was a million times the fighter he was. But Sam was just so thickly covered with plot armor that even though Ed gets, you know, 
shanked right in front right. of him. He's totally unscratched. And yeah. that did bother me because every shot, you know, you cut to Brienne and she's like, ah, Brienne, ah. yep, same thing. And just like fighting off these millions of zombies. And I guess that maybe there's this case to be made that these guys, and it's a plot armor issue, but these guys are like the superheroes of their stories. They're the, sure. the D&D party, not the NPCs, really. But it did not feel good. I think this... Uh ties perfectly into my opinion of the episode so i'm just going to go ahead and, and put it in here but that's uh, your job yeah okay that's why well, you're here 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 it goes um go I'm, ahead and tell us why don't you yeah i'm going i'm working up to it right <laughs> yeah so now. what do you think stacy <laughs> this only... is another thing that we do to stacy a lot yeah she, she hates a not lot. finishing stories so <laughs> if you if you jump in front of stacy while she's talking she, it makes her really mad and it's kind of funny yeah, actually, that happens on Weekly Buddy Time because I'll be talking about <laughs> something and Devin will go off on some crazy tangent and then I'll be like, 20 minutes later, I'll be like, okay, so are we going to talk about that carbonated water? <laughs> well, Stacey, we're waiting. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, stay, okay. All right, I promise I won't do it again. <laughs> okay, so... Um, After this time. I, yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> I expected Thomas to jump in there. Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, so I was really happy with the ending. I think that... Um, that was really cool that she was able to do that. And I told, I get the, because, I, because of the whole death training that she had, I feel like her being completely silent and being able to sneak in there. Like I, I get that. But for the rest of the episode, I feel like it's definitely soft. I think this is where you can tell that, um, George R. R. Martin, this isn't a George R. R. Martin book. This is a TV show because come on now for the first yeah. few books i mean mean, he was dropping if he would make you care about someone and then drop them like that exactly he would write a whole book about someone just to make you feel for them so that he could kill them and you know and so now that it's been transitioned to a tv show like you just can't do that on or at least people don't think that you can do that on tv shows because um you know, they everybody gets upset and will get mad at the show and blah, 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 blah. But I think Game of Thrones fans, at least true Game of Thrones fans, expect that. Um, and and even now, the Red Wedding, that came from the books. And so, you know, they did that in the show. And I feel like everyone still talks about that scene. Somebody at work today referenced that scene because he was just like, well, yeah, you just never know who's going to die because, you know, the Red Wedding, blah, blah, blah. You know, but I, I feel like the last season and so now this episode... Of course, now it probably jinxed the rest of the cast because now they're probably going to kill them all off. <laughs> now everybody yeah. dies in episode eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean, exactly. I, oh, go ahead. Well, just to finish up, yeah. So I just feel like they've gotten soft because it's a TV show now and we aren't following the books. Um, but that maybe they are leading them to die to Cersei. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, uh, I, I don't know. The uh, It's two things because it's always two things with me and Marlon Mann. Uh, one... One of the things that bothered me was that from a like strategic perspective, everything they did in the Battle of Winterfell was just dumb. And in A Song of Ice yeah. and Fire, the books, you are not accustomed to those types of things not being well thought out. I mean, you know, nobody's like, I mean, you can you can only get so realistic in things, right? But the whole everything they did there was just dumb, 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 dumb. And so that bothered me, but I was kind of able to kind of hand wave it and that was okay. But the, the other thing is I feel like what they've done with having Arya resolve the Night King that fast and that directly was they have revealed that kind of this whole time there's been this pressure 
of this immortal enemy beyond the wall that was going to bring down the wall and destroy mankind. And like Cersei was down in the south playing her stupid games and she was just fucking around and she wasn't like the real threat. She was the like the symbol of, you know, greed and sloth and whatever. And like not the real threat, just an asshole. And now kind of what we've seen is that the Night King has fallen. It was relatively easy compared to what it's going to be to take Cersei back or take Cersei down. Because what has what it turns out is that the longer, harder fight isn't going to be against this immortal demigod coming up, coming down from you know the north. It's going to be dealing with these assholes in the south who are going to be coming at the good guys in their weakened state. And it's hard to argue that Cersei is anything short of evil at this point. So, like, that was a strong pivot that I didn't personally see coming. I thought that this threat from the North would be a bigger part of the endgame, and it just isn't. I think I read a comment on the on Reddit earlier today that said something like that the books are, um, the thesis of the books is the Game of Thrones is what happens until the, the main threat gets here, which is the undead army from the North. And the TV show is exactly reversed. So dealing with the undead army was the precursor to the main threat, which is, you know, Cersei and the, the Battle of the Thrones, which yeah. and all I these TV characters of, we've spent so much time developing. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is understandable. I mean, I, I get it. Um, I do. I am interested to see how this affects or how it changes the story of the the books. Uh, now that we know, yeah. you know what's hap- what happens on the TV, is this actually how it goes down, or does George R. R. Martin change it now going forward? Yeah. I think that's kind of interesting. I've always been fascinated by the intersectionality between these two things because if you go back to like maybe in first season, um, there's a scene in a Game of Thrones the book where Varys is talking to somebody and you have no idea who it is, like in a sewer. Oh, and yeah. Arya sees it, and then you watch the TV show, and this is before the revelation in the books, but it turns out it was like the cheesemonger that you see lay way down the line in the books. And so just like seeing his shadow in the show confirmed that it was that guy. And you're like, Holy shit, that has implications. And you're right. It's this, what's happening now. Unlike things previous does not feel like a song of ice and fire anymore. And I wonder, like you said, is Martin just going to take it in a wholly different direction? Like it, I mean, it seems like he might, there's lots of stuff like Lady Stoneheart or whatever that they just totally cut out of the books, right? out of the show, which I'm fine with. It's a different medium, but it'll be cool to see where that goes. Yeah, I agree. uh, Is he even going to finish writing? Well, I mean, (laughs) we don't know. Is he still saying he is going to? I don't think he knows. I mean, he says, he says he is. I I I thought at one point he said that he was debating not. Well, really? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him at all. There's, there's no winning move for George R. R. Martin. Um, there's That's no product point. he could produce that wouldn't basically like get mail bombs sent to his house. It's, it's just, it's just not going to happen. Um, his like best case scenario is taking his millions of dollars and just like jumping on a trampoline naked until he dies, and then <laughs> yeah. the state sells it like, you know, um, Wheel of Time style to another author who can take oh, his sure. notes and finish it. Because I mean, then he doesn't Anderson. have to fucking deal with it. He can do it. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to say about the episode, though, is that as much as I hated the strategy involved, the visual of the Dothraki charging yes. into the dark yes, and getting their asses whooped was incredible. And that built, yep. a, even though it made no sense to do it that way, it made no sense to send Dothraki after them in the first place without right. flaming weapons, whatever. Uh, 
But yeah. they go and they fight and they're screaming and everything just like slowly flickers down. And then some of them kind of come running back. And the most effective use of darkness in the whole show is that pregnant pause where they're all just standing there in the dark waiting. Yep. And then the dead are on them. And it's such a rush that I like, I don't know if I audibly gasped, but it was very effective. And I was like, oh, shit. And it just, <laughs> it worked really well. After, after that, it was kind of touch and go. But just like that moment almost made all the other bullshit in the episode not worth complaining about because that was yeah. so well done. That was literally a wave. Like it looked like they used water yeah. physics to do that, which was incredibly... Uh, effective it was it was better than lord of the rings when they did a similar you know the the orcs and the trolls and things like that um had the same way had the same rush but the undead falling over themselves to get to the living was uh very effective and you know and this is kind of like a apple was courageous when they took the headphone jack out of the iphone sort of courage but i've never seen something have the courage to be legitimately that dark oh and commit to it that hard in order have to get seen, that payoff. Have you seen all the complaints about <laughs> yeah. that online? Yeah. Where So, uh, Stacey, just to bring you up, I think ours looked fine, but um, a lot of people were complaining uh, about this, specifically about the streaming app and compression yeah. in dark scenes, just oh. making it completely muddy and unable to be seen. I mean, we had to, we were watching it in the middle of the day when we got back home, but we had to shut down all the windows and stuff like that. But the compression looked fine. Like, I think we had a very good stream of it. But yeah. the people that watched it live, um, a lot of them online were complaining about just their TVs not being able to display any um, any detail in those dark scenes, which would have been infuriating. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought about that, that it might be compression uh, for some people during the live show. Yeah, that's what a lot of people were saying. I don't know, like, I'm one of those guys that um, I'm not a video file, largely, and especially in video games, where it's like, crank your uh, brightness so that this isn't visible, and this is like, motherfucker, I'm going to see all those blocks. Like, I'm going to, my right. TV's always a little brighter than it should be anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I mean, that's fine. But, I mean, it was just like, uh, they just came out of nowhere, and every other night scene and everything else is like, daylight but with that slightly blue filter so it just doesn't have the commitment that that had and it, it right. just really worked for me Stacey, you got anything else you want to want to uh chime in here about game of thrones um nope i don't think so okay well yeah. we did uh i think we might have done longer on game of thrones than we did our actual topics <laughs> no, not quite. it was just more of me talking so it was less tolerable <laughs> it felt longer got him yeah. oh wait <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye for real now. Bye. Okay, yep. bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho